Hello, this is Diana. Thanks for joining me at Journey to the Inkpot. As you can see, this is not a writing class, just a time of sharing about different aspects of writing that might be helpful to you. Today, I'd like to talk a little about genres. When I look at the categories for, say, the reader's favorite book and award contest, one of many contests out there, I'm awed by the number of genres one can write in. The list of entries goes on and on. There sure are a vast number of entries to choose from. For those who haven't figured out what they really want to write about, I suggest you think about what interests you. When I joined the San Diego Christian Writers Guild many years ago, I also joined a critique group. At that time, we didn't bring individual copies for each member. We would read our story, article, poem, etc. out loud. Then they'd go around the group and each one would offer helpful advice, praise first, and then any not-so-positive comments. When it was my turn to read, I would hopefully share and then wait anxiously for their comments. When it got to one member, he would shoot me down every time. No positive comments. Every month I would practically crawl out the door feeling like I would never be a writer. One day in exasperation he asked me, What is your voice? My voice? I squeaked. What reflects your personality and style of writing? I really didn't know. What was my style? My voice. I looked through some of my writings and finally the next month decided to bring a very different offering. It was about my oldest son, Steve. He loved critters and we had a wide variety of them. This is the first page. Of I woke suddenly with a shriek as a monster hung instantly from my face, its ribbon-like tongue flashing in and out as I stared in horror at the front claws stretched out before me. Isn't he cool, Mom? Steve grinned as he dangled a ten-inch alligator lizard in midair. A couch by the garden door is no place to nap when you have a champion frog, mouse, snake, crawfish, and lizard catcher in the family. The specimen he had joyfully awakened me with was only one of a steady stream of creatures that made their way into our household. This was the time of the lizards. I learned to hold them in the palm of my hand and endure the tickle of their tiny feet without flinching. But when the number of lizards exceeded family members, I made a new rule. Two days, and they go back to the garden. Sometimes I thought of tagging them just to see how many times they made the round trip. Either Steve was faster than a speeding bullet, or his hoops of delight froze them into suspended animation. What was going on in the lizard community, I could only guess, as my active imagination kicked in. Hey, George, did you know about poor old Harry? Got nabbed today. That's a shame. The cat, huh? Nah, the kid got him again. Well, it could be a little rough, but he'll be sprung in a couple of days. It's the kid's M.O. Think he can hold out till then? He's got a maid, free flies, and a rock with a view. No sweat. Yeah, been there, done that. Better pass the word anyway to lay low for a while. Right, I'm out of here. I finished and then waited, holding my breath. They loved it, especially my negative friend. He grinned and said, that's your voice. That's what I was talking about. Wow, I nearly floated out the door that day. Dr. Sherwood Wirt, officially known as Woody to us in the Guild, and one of my mentors once said, The world doesn't need more Christian writers. It needs more Christians who write. Hmm, what was the difference between Christian writing and Christians who write, I wondered. I finally realized it's our worldview. Editors that publish Christian fiction don't want to see steamy bedroom scenes, and don't need four-letter words to establish the bad character of our villain. There are so many ways to show a scene without being specific. 
In Journey to the Well, Reuben, the sixth man in the Samaria, the story of the woman of Samaria, and the half-brother of Mara's missing husband, Amal, is a womanizer of the first degree. Reuben appeals to her emotions as a woman, and one day he ravishes her. Here's the last paragraph. Hating herself for this betrayal of Amal, she tried to strike him, but he caught her wrist easily. He carried her to the pallet, ignoring her struggles. She tried to dissuade him, but it was no use. He was far stronger than she. Finally, she had no more strength. The years of struggle had worn her down. Zibian, Haman, Reuben, each one possessing her body and tearing a small part of her soul. He took her easily, but it was an empty conquest. Your readers have a good imagination. No more dis- Well, back to discussing genres. When I started writing The Woman at the Well and diving into the research, I became excited. I couldn't wait to get to my computer and start typing. She fascinated me, and as I found more information out about the Samaritans and the time she lived in, I was in my element. When I brought the first chapter of this book to another critique group years later, Martha, who led the group, said, I think you found your niche. You write differently when you write biblical fiction. I found that I did. In the coming years, I authored nine novels of biblical fiction, four for Ravel and five for Whitaker House. I didn't have to ponder who to write about next. The Lord always seemed to nudge me toward the next subject or woman in the Bible I was to write about. I love delving into the different accounts of the same incident in various editions of the Bible, King James, Amplified, Message, etc. I made sure to include all the actual scripture when possible. Poetic license doesn't give you the right to change scripture. And there's a lot about that. But you can enlarge upon it, flesh out the characters, and add conversations that make your characters come alive. Now, I love children's books, but my grandchildren are grown, and even when I was teaching, I preferred the junior high age to kindergarten through second grade. There's an innocence there that can be nurtured in the lower grades, but it takes a certain type of person, those dedicated ladies that teach kindergarten through second grade. Now, I did teach kindergarten for one year, and nearly did me in. We had no roommates at that time, and I had eight dear little squirrels read immature boys, and keeping them settled was almost a full-time job. If you love working with children, investigate writing a children's book. Check out that section in the bookstore and see what type of children's books appeal to you. Continuity is important in children's books. I once read a book in the library where I was teaching that took you through a morning with a small boy. Each page began with because and then described a small trail of ants, a grasshopper, watching a lizard, etc. And he finally got to the last page and said he was late for school. Now an adult could follow that thread to the end, but it might be harder for a small child to do that. Now kids love big words they can roll around in their tongue. They like rhyming words. That's why the Dr. Seuss books were so popular. I read them over and over to my grandchildren in my classes when I taught lower elementary. The same thing goes with any book you write. Check out what's out there. When I begin a new book, I want to see what's already been written about my character. I go online and order the cheapest used copies of books about her to read so I don't duplicate somebody else's story. Remember, you write best when you write from life. One of my contemporary Christian books, Smoke Before the Wind, centered around a family and a huge forest fire. Well, my husband and I went through the Browns Mountain Fire in Northern California in 1994. We had to leave our house and grab what we needed to leave in five minutes. 
We watched as Cal Fire took over our church parking lot, parking lot for their red CDF trucks. The elementary school was taken over as headquarters. Firemen lined up two blocks long and four deep in our local park for meals, etc. We had helicopters dipping their huge buckets in the Trinity River, and firemen sprawled on our meadow, exhausted. I spent the night in the town in our camper and had meals brought in by the Red Cross. My husband stayed behind to water the house down. Well, I would say fortunately, we had installed a fire system with a real fire hose and a gas generator. I saw everything firsthand, so it was very easy to incorporate all of this into my story. My book, House of the Forest, centered around a very unusual house we owned in Big Bear, and I could use the things we experienced there along with a description of the house, the church I attended, the lake, etc. Shadows on the Mountain, now rewritten and called A Distant Mountain, was based on the true story of the underground church in northern Vietnam, an organization in Thailand that rescued lost pilots and other soldiers who were left behind when that last helicopter pulled out and the war ended. They were smuggled to Thailand, where they were put under the auspices of the king's men, who worked exclusively for the king of Thailand. Thanks to his kindness and generosity, many men who had been lost were returned home to their families, and they got word on those that were still missing, at least to get closure for the families. They were returned home via Thai commercial or transport planes. The man who was part of that organization was visiting his mother at my cousin's church in Torrance. They spent time with my cousin and I telling us amazing stories of what they did. It was a little like the Underground Railroad during the Civil War. My story was a composite of what I learned about those men and that organization. It's one of my favorite books. It's so much easier to write when you're familiar or into the subject you're writing about. If outer space is your thing, try exploring sci-fi. If you love a good mystery and enjoy plotting murders and intrigue, that's your genre. Read books by favorite authors in the genre you enjoy and think about what do you like about that author's writing? What is it he or she does that makes you want to pick up one of their books, curl up in a comfortable chair, and read every page? When an author enjoys what they're writing about, it comes across in their books. One of my favorite authors, among many, is Jan Karen, who writes the Mitford series beginning a list of enjoyable books about an Episcopal priest named Timothy, a dog named Barnabas, and a boy named Dooley. After a while, you almost feel like you live in the little town of Mitford and are friends with the characters she so charmingly portrays. It gave me the idea for a series I want to write again, uh, set again in the mountain community. It's about a widow, a bed and breakfast, and the goings-on in that small town. Her bed and breakfast is patterned, of course, after the house in Big Bear. The teenage market is a tough one, mostly geared to teenage girls who read. It seems the guys, well, many, yes, they do read, are busy playing football, baseball, soccer, etc. Although, don't get me wrong, the girls are busy with all these sports and a lot of other areas, too, but they're the largest reading group in this age level. Having taught as a long-term substitute for four years at junior high, I can say they are funny, unpredictable, emotional, and sometimes don't seem to know which end is up, but I like them. It was my favorite age group. They always made a day interesting. I learned you better walk in and know what you're doing, or they'll devastate you. I think I could write a book on being a substitute teacher. Hmm, now that's an idea. And if you can remember back to those days, when you were in junior high, you know what I'm talking about. Could I tell you stories? Now, C.S. Lewis was a man of many genres. 
a true literary genius. From the Narnia books, so creative, to his mere Christianity, not many of us can write in that many categories. If you're starting out, as I said, think about what you like to read, and that will help you see what you would enjoy writing about. Next week, I'd like to talk about finding your characters. That is a lot of fun, and many different places you can look. My email is writerlady, W-R-I-T-E-R-L-A-D-Y, 75 at gmail.com. And I'd love to hear from you, questions or comments. Till next time, have a good week. May God bless and encourage you.